Welcome to episode four of the MH Hokkaido Fitness Podcast. Yeah, I think we need to clarify the name a lot better. <laughs> we, we yeah, just... we do. Introducing a new name each time. I um, like the fact that people can just guess. Yeah, it's just if they guess of, right, they get a prize. Whoever can come up with an official name for us gets a gold star. I think yeah, that's part of the back. Yeah, um, unfortunately we're poor, so we can't give up money. Right, today's topic is probably going to be quite an extensive one, and we're going to discuss sleep. So, pros of sleep circadian rhythm best ways to aid it supplementation and really how much time you should be sleeping and uh, are you a napper no uh depends i i'm not a big fan i'm not a big fan of sleeping um or napping for that matter um but yeah i mean sometimes if if a busy week is about upon me and all that like sometimes i'll have to get a nap especially for um my sport as well or oh, I just go crazy and lose all energy yeah say, are you, are you a napper no I'll, I'll just try and get a solid few hours like at night because then I feel like if I do nap I can't sleep when I get to night time and then it's just gonna screw everything up so it's yeah. just like a rolling effect so I'd rather be tired all day and go to bed at a normal time because it's just gonna roll on to everything else and it's just gonna make me feel worse in the long run so, I get aim for about eight or nine hours a night. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, first of all, we should all state that pretty much everyone should get about eight hours of sleep at minimum. Yeah. Um, if you obviously, if you're a younger kid, let's say you're in your teenage days and all that, there are some studies that say about ten plus hours. But yeah. I think sometimes I just the sleep doesn't want to happen for me. Like I'll I'll sit there and I'll lie there, and I can guarantee that everyone has gone through that point where they can't sleep and they look at the phone and they're counting down the hours until they know they've got to be up. It's like I've got five hours to sleep. I've got four hours to sleep. And uh, you just fall into it. Unfortunately, when it comes to stuff like sleep, um, a lot of our lifestyle aspects, things are going to obviously affect your sleep. And then yeah. obviously if it affects your sleep, then it's gonna affect your lifestyle. It's like a really vicious circle. Um obviously let's first of all talk about the pros of why you should begin an eight hour sleeping pattern under your belt. I, th- I think that's an important thing to say as well. Pattern. Not having yeah. like random times and going to bed at eleven o'clock one night and ten o'clock the next night. I think it needs to be a consistent thing. Yeah, and you need a routine with it as well. I mean, pretty much you need to have a set routine for your body to be able to go, right, this is bedtime for me, therefore I'm just going to just turn myself off. Um, so you definitely need a set time, set routine. Um, I know what I would probably would say as well is make sure that bed is pretty much only used for sleeping unless you're using it for the good stuff. <laughs> Did, have you ever done research on the circadian rhythm? Uh, I haven't. No, I'm in the currently in the middle of doing a sleep course at the moment, but um, that's a topic that needs to just be there. I know Sir Riven Caveman kind of covers around so like one and a half hours for a full body rhythm. Well, it's basically um, running on a clock 
or 24 hours so it'll just basically run through and this works for everything so humans and they've done studies and shown that even plants will have it as well so if you are running your normal routine and especially in the winter so this is an important thing that's come out as well if you generally are more depressed in the winter and be just more sad that is why so seasonal affective disorder is actually a thing so when it gets darker earlier and your body just feels like it wants to shut down because that is a natural cue that your body looks for so it looks for the light that you're going to get and then general eating patterns and it will be like right it's getting darker it's getting towards bedtime so it slowly starts shutting itself down so it'll start slowing down your digestive digestive system and, and every other system so that when you are in a point where you need to go to bed your body is ready this is why a lot of people when they try and have a late night meal it generally doesn't digest as well because your body's just naturally started to slow down so yeah but that's true as well but obviously there's been times for example where i probably would recommend and i do this myself where my last meal before uh before i go to bed will probably be a probably like a carbohydrate meal something that's going to in a way spike that blood sugars and then drop it down massively um yeah, definitely something like that would massively help as well. But I, I obviously understand what you said about slowing your digestive system. Yeah. Um, obviously, especially in like a country where, let's say, something like um, Iceland, for example, where pretty much one half of the year is pretty enough the whole sunlight and then one half of the year is pretty enough dark light, they probably massively get affected with um, that kind of sleep pattern massively. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. It happened to me when we were in Russia. We were there overnight, and we were out at night, and it it didn't go dark till half past eleven, and then it was getting light again at half past three. And I'm like, how does someone's body react and know when it needs to open and like operate fully, and like start to decline? Because your body can't run all the time on a certain system. Because obviously, your body's going to spike in testosterone and all the your hormones. But if it's constantly running them hormones, it doesn't know any different and it's just going to crash. Yeah. And everyone thinks, oh, high testosterone. It's like, no, if you're running it all the time, it's like running your car. Like if you drove your car 24-7, after a while, it's just going to be like, oh, God, I can't, I can't deal with this all the time. It's yeah, gonna things, gears are going to go. Petrol's obviously going to run out massively. Battery's going to run out. Yeah, exactly. Like... You, a lot of the times when you sleep, you do use it like an anatomy, not anatomy, analogy like um, a car, for example. Yeah. We are, we are tackling machines. We do need our rest periods and stuff like that. Um, and recovery is is such a massive thing. If you think about, let's say, working out, for example, you don't build the work muscles or the endurance during the workout. You do it when you're recovering. So that's yeah. why sleep is such a massive part, not just for athletes for that matter, where they need to recover from high intensity work, but a lot of things as well when it comes to obviously things like stress levels. Obviously, a lot of things when you know, there's also physical fatigueness and there's also mental fatigueness as well. Um, so and that's it, why sleep is a massive part appointments to that. Yeah. So you can run everything off the car analogy because it's like 
if you don't have good enough fuel, aka food, you're not going to run as good. You need to rest. You need to make sure all your joints, tires are performing and everything's good. Like if you've got a dodgy wheel, it's going to affect everything in the same way as if your knee's playing up, you're not going to be able to do half as much as you would normally do. So it's a really good analogy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, for example, when I use my clients, obviously when when you go for a weight loss goal, strength goal and stuff like that, things aren't particularly your way. Generally, my first kind of question will be, how is your sleep going? Because it's kind of a vicious circle where if your sleep's not great, things like your mood and your energy levels aren't going to be great and stuff like that. You're going to probably be hungry all the time because um, not so much related, but could obviously sleep when you're defined of sleep. Your stress levels obviously increase and obviously your stress levels are highly, highly linked with grentin levels, which is your hunger hormone. Yeah. So if obviously that goes up as well, it's cortisol. you're going to be generally hung. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of the time you will find out that obviously your problems are coming down from your sleep as well. And a little statistic that I've earned, and this is for the people who are very highly active within sports, 60% of people who don't get, uh, sorry, there's an increase of 60% um, of injury when you don't get eight hours of more sleep. So it is, it is it's a massive appointment and stuff like that. And, we're probably not going to be able to cover everything in this podcast. I mean, like, no. okay. not me. Yeah, exactly. We could be here for hours. We could be days. But not obviously me, myself, Mike. We're not sleep experts and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah, we know we're common knowledge. We know how it affects people and stuff like that. But there's a deeper level of sleep that, unfortunately, like things like doctors and experts and stuff like that are only going to know. But at the same time, it's not like you're going to be able to learn a one or two things from this as well. Yeah. Jeez. So how would you how would you set yourself up for just saw that book slowly creep into the corner? It's like I'm not an expert, but here I've got a book. This is probably one of the best. And if you listen to Joe Rogan, he's been on Joe Rogan, and that is probably one of the most interesting podcasts I've listened to. He basically just goes over everything related to circadian rhythm and sleep. But, like, I think one of the facts, I think I put it on my Instagram story before, is, like, the, like, cardiac risk, so, like, strokes and heart attacks increases dramatically when the time change, when you get less sleep, but then it drastically reduces when you get an hour more sleep. It's, like, a crazy statistic. It's basically just, Uh, like, your body's fully at risk, and it's just mad. It's mad. I tried to. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, especially in this day and age where, let's say, rest is for weaklings, and re- the more you do, the better, and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's, we're very put sleep in a very bottom of priority. When ideally, priority sleep should be massively at the top. And stuff like that. Like, yes, you can obviously. I'm especially looking at things like weight loss goals, for example. If, yes, for example, your nutrition. And your calorie intake is going to be the number one factor of our weight loss goal. But you ain't going to make it goddamn easily if you're only sleeping three hours of sleep. Yes, obviously, I know that's not always going to be optimal. Let's say if you're a parent, a parent of a newborn baby, you've got a work life that isn't particularly a nine-to-five job. 
aka like say personal trainers i know a couple of obviously the colleagues that i work with they struggle a very a lot on sleep as well because it is a kind of like a 24-hour kind of job so obviously saying that what would be your kind of tips then on making sure that we're putting ourselves in the best position to get a good night's sleep so obviously for my setup in my room i've got blackout blinds so i have a completely pitch black pitch black room hydrate before bed avoid blue light so anything in terms of a screen so phone and television and then if you do still use them quite late you could look into like blue light blockers so i've got some from movement which are normally they're good they're from like um they normally do sunglasses but they've got like a basic type there is the more what's the word i'm after there's a better version i can't remember the company name but they're like an upgraded version yeah yeah so on and they've got like an orange tint but then i've also got um a little supplement stack for bed as well so i use 5 htp ashwagandha and then generally if i've eaten a meal late which i normally have my last meal about an hour and a half before bed i'll take a digestive enzyme as well just to help anything else, just so I can it clears a bit easier. Um, yeah, and just generally find your time to switch off because if your head's still engaged when you go to bed, it's your mind's going to race and you're not going to want to sleep. So that's why a lot of people are stressed; they can't sleep because they just can't switch off. And if we're just yeah. walk towards something relaxing, so like I've got an Alexa, and if you just say Alexa, help me sleep. It's probably going to do it now because it's right by my head. Oh, no, it hasn't. Um, <laughs> it'll set off, set off like a feature for you to actually help you sleep. So it's, it's definitely worth looking to the different options you do get. <laughs> yeah, the, the best thing to, to have, yeah. first of all, have a look at is your, your definitely your, your lifestyle and your environment. First of all, let's say your, let's first talk about your bedroom. So obviously, like Mike just said, blackout blinds. Yeah. Obviously, if you can, you want to be able to turn off electronic an hour before bed. I know phones now, most phones now, modern phones, have got an ability to turn off the blue light system. Yeah. But obviously, people who don't understand what blue light is, um, blue light is quite similar to the way we ha- we interpret light from the sun. So obviously, like obviously, we got melatonins as well. A decrease as well when we're looking at these blue lights. Um, and obviously, when that's obviously when we come to daylight, that's why we're obviously awake. Mm. Exact same when we're obviously looking at our phones. So we need to switch these um, terms phones off. Um, also, as well, if you're constantly on social media as well, that all that feedback that's going into your eyes, all that information that you're not subconsciously taking in, um, it's going to have a massive effect as well. So definitely turn them off. Um, I would probably say if you've got a lot of things on your mind and stuff like that, one big tip that I have, because I'm definitely a thinker, is probably have like a little bit of a notepad right next to your bed, writing things down just to empty as well. That's usually a good thing that I like to do. Reading's a really good way of doing things as well. Just something that naturally where you can just start to turn things off and stuff like that. Um, and set a time. Like for example, if you, if you set a routine, so, for example, let's say 9 o'clock to 6.30 a.m. is a nice time that I usually go. Um, 
on 5.30 if you've got an early client. So we're, we're humans are creatures. We're, well, should we say, we're creature of habits. So if we're following a set routine, therefore we're going to be able to obviously stick to routine and make things a lot easier as well. But there's a lot of things we could do within the day. Obviously, let's say, let's talk about the first number one thing, caffeine. Pretty enough, everyone, when they wake up in the morning, there we go. Prime example. <laughs> not this, ready. It's nearly noon, Mike. You should not be having that. And also as well, that's the worst flavour ever. I No, I thought this. But it's like third for me. So personally, I'd go blue, white. No, this is fourth. Blue, white, purple, green, red, orange. This is all in the ultralight, though. Not uh, original. For the people who can't see the screen, he's holding a monster can. I I would probably say the orange one's my favourite. Completely, let's go. Let's go back into. Let's go back into what we were talking about before. This is sleep. Caffeine usually has about a ten-hour lifespan. Obviously, you can find in things like coffee, teas, energy drinks, and stuff like that. Um, so I particularly wouldn't take a caffeinated drink before noon. Before noon, I go. I go. You normally say about three o'clock, but it depends, obviously, when you go to bed. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go as the vibe. Um, I generally only usually take about coffee if, let's say again, be slide to sleep, sleep deprived, which is not the greatest thing, or I'm just about to go and do a workout, so I've got my caffeinated bedroom. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got weight on that though as well. So, if, obviously, if you're on a late night session and you still want the pre, you can look towards like pump options. So, like, I think pretty much every company that I know that sell a pre with caffeine will sell a pump, and there is some decent ones out there. Yeah, oh, well, if you don't want to obviously go for that caffeinated beverage, um, just even just buying beta alamine is a good kind of pre workout just to have. Or even just carbs, just a fuel energy system. Yeah, carbohydrates straight away. Who needs supplements? Mm, right. Um, so, caffeine. I did have another one in my head, but I cannot remember it. Also, <laughs> um, as well, I mentioned it before. Um, carbohydrates is probably going to be a really good source as well. Um, yeah. It's probably it's actually better to have your carbohydrates at night, especially because you can regulate it while through your sleep. Um, and like I said, it obviously helps you. Obviously, spike your blood sugar just before you go to bed. Drop it just before down and stuff like that. Um, a supplement that I would probably take just before you go to bed or an hour before you go to bed is probably zinc and magnesium. Uh, magnesium is a relaxing hormone. Um, so taking a nap before an hour of bed can obviously do a lot of things, can obviously aid recovery as well, yeah. easily falls you to sleep, whether it's a placebo thing, but I heard, I think it was James Smith who said this, I said, even if it's a placebo thing, if it works, it works. Yeah. I think things. I've got a product from 
Strom coming. I think it's cortisol management and it's got a cash for in, so that's pr- pretty much going to replace it. Because so I know a company that have got a stack on and they're doing like a protein, multivit, ashwagandha tablets, and then the cortisol and ashwagandha like drink, like what well, obviously the powder to make into a drink. And that's yeah. in like 60 quid. But, yeah. But even for the people who, let's say, for example, are not the greater advocate of supplements because the greatest nutritionists in the world probably use less supplements than the average pro. But yeah. there is still a lot of things you can do already by mentioned in this podcast kind of what you can do to make sure you're getting the best hour of sleep and therefore obviously benefit from all its rewards and stuff like that yeah there's just there's so many variables you can control but i think a lot of people are so set on sleep being the 20 minutes before bed and realistically like as soon as you wake up to when you go to bed can be controlled to allow yourself to get the best amount of sleep and the amount, the quality of sleep. So, like, I mean, there's got one so- thing. One thing we haven't mentioned, which is probably a really good way of getting yourself ready to go to sleep, is meditating. Yeah. Well, yeah. Meditating is a really good way of obviously clearing the mind. Obviously, if you're clearing your mind, therefore, you obviously, when the bad time you go to sleep, you're not going to be thinking about things are going to work, obviously, the things you're going to be doing today. I would definitely recommend it very much. Recommend it. Probably I do about 10 minutes just before I go to bed, whether that's listening to my favourite tracks, focusing on my breathing, listening to a 10-minute YouTube video and stuff like that. I mean, the options that are out there for meditation is massive. And not only is it going to benefit your sleep, it's going to benefit just the way you think. I'm not going to go all zen at the moment and stuff like that. I don't know what I was doing with my hand then, but... <laughs> You're promising yourself that you won't go then. <laughs> Promise. Um, but yeah, it, I, I find it's a massive help when it comes to reducing stress levels that are going to benefit my sleep. Right. There's two kind of people in this world. People that sleep with the window open and people that sleep with it closed. Which one are you? I, I was going to say people who put tea bags in first and then people who put tea bags in afterwards. I don't even do. I, mean, I mean, that's a completely different topic altogether. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, we obviously, that is a good thing we should have probably mentioned is about temperature as well. Um, I have to be I, cool. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't like being a really cold rude. I sleep with my socks on. I'm sorry. I know I've disturbed a lot of people there, but I can't do it. Like, I like my feet to be in a nice temperature as well. And I can see your face. I can probably see the face of a thousand people that are listening to this. But yeah, um, temperature, yeah. Obviously, yeah, you need to have a cool temperature. Women tend to have to need to have a, I think it's a colder temperature than their men need to do in order to sleep. I know it varies on sexes. I couldn't, I can't remember fully if it is. I think it is cold. Um, colder, obviously, temperature. Have You're have still to. thinking about, about me wearing socks, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I'm a, I can't believe this has only just come out. Right. I know. There's how much I'm opening to the podcast that I now wear socks when I sleep. I need, I need to have a window open. I just need that fresh air just to be like, I just feel like it gets dead stuffy. 
in a room that's not got a window open because I'm like realistically you wouldn't sit in any other room for eight hours without any fresh air so why would you do it when you sleep yeah I mean yeah you are probably right like out of everything that we do in our lifetime we are going to sleep more yeah you, so sleep. obviously you need more. Um, one obvious thing we should have probably mentioned as well is getting a good bed. I mean, some people go to Argos to get a mattress. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to Argos in fact, but if you're going to put a proper expensive on, let's say, your life without being cheesy, you need to get a proper mattress, spend mm. some money on it. It's not like, for example, it, it's, it's going to make a massive difference. People I mean, get... when I've... Oh, people... <laughs> God, you go. I'll an analogy. People will spend the money getting an expensive car to go to work, but they won't spend the money on getting a bed. Exactly. People have cheaper mattresses than they do with Yeezys. That's saying a lot, isn't it? When you wear Yeezys. Well, yeah, but you will sleep on a bed. Exactly. Correct. that's it for for me Um, yeah this could go on for hours and hours and ends when it comes to this topic as well and it's definitely a lot of things we haven't um, covered as well but they're generally going to be the kind of guidelines of what you want to kind of do Circadian Rhythm on its own could be like a podcast oh yeah I mean, just one massive factor, I think, is that's why a lot of night shift workers can't lose weight. or They, they find it harder to lose weight because obviously your body doesn't know where it's going, especially when it's on like a five. If you work Monday to Friday on like nights and you're going back to days, your body doesn't know when it needs to sleep or when it wants to sleep. You try and make it sleep and it's light out and it's like... Yeah, and obviously circadian rhythm is a reason why we can get like jet lags and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. But right, just obviously to end things off and give people an example of why, not why, how a kind of good routine would look. Kind of explain your routine and obviously explain mine. So, no caffeine after like two, three o'clock. Generally, at the minute, because I work next to my bed. I've got the window closed, but like I'd probably open it about an hour before bed just to get some fresh air circulating. I always, this is a massive one, I always make my bed before I go to bed. Even if it's just an hour before and I forgot to do during the day, I will make... But you make your bed an hour before you go to bed. If I haven't made it in the day, I'll make it an hour before. Like I'm not going to get into a bed that's not made up. Yeah. I mean, I make it pretty enough when I wake up. I mean, like, that's like a cha-ching. That's a win for me already. Um, I'm it, I'll just forget it and I'll be like, ah, I'll grab it later. It's fine. Yeah. Um, supplements about half an hour before bed. I will try and get off my phone, but I can guarantee I always forget because I've always got like a text or something going on. Um, last meal will probably be about eight, half eight. And that's, at the minute, probably protein oats. So, obviously, protein oats rules the world. You and your oats, man. I'll make any good ones. Just... If people haven't seen the gain this guy's got when it comes to his oats, you haven't lived. 
I haven't done a my story in a while, to be fair. Like, I'm, let's see if I can find it. I think because we started a, a, story, a thing on my story. Oh, wait, is it gone? Yeah, it's gone. I'll I'll do another one for people to see. But, I mean, I'm talking oats. I have got toasted cinnamon cereal coming in that new order. And that is a game changer. And obviously, if you go for Ghost, which is a normal option, it's quite expensive. But if you find Rule 1, it tastes exactly the same and it's so much cheaper. It's like... Lush. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Lush. Bit of chocolate on top. You know, get them carb- it, get the calories in. And then... Um, back to the routine. Um, yeah, get in bed. I don't normally have lights on too high when I get to bed. Like, I will aim to just have, like, background lights on. So I've got some lights under my desk and then a light under the back of my bed. So I just try and make the whole room a lot darker in preparation so that when I'm ready to go, I'll be like, right, it's bedtime. And then it, and I don't get in bed. I don't get under the covers until I know I'm going to bed because I guarantee that I'll get under get comfortable, carry on looking at my phone, and then I'll be like, mm. I feel like I should be sleeping, but my body's not thinking it is. So that, my kind of routine is um, to make sure I get myself the best possible sleep. Is like after I've pretty enough had my workout after about, about noon, one o'clock, early afternoon, I pretty enough cut all caffeine if I can. Once I get myself pretty much at home, this is like obviously when I'm in my work life and stuff like that. But usually when I go home about probably about eight, nine o'clock, probably have like a carbohydrate. So I probably have a couple of bagels. <laughs> nice and easy. I love my bagels. Everyone. Wow. Of course. They are God's heaven. <laughs> so, good. so good. They are religious though. They're holy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are the holy grail. But yeah, whilst I'm having that, I probably start taking the ZMAs. Um, probably at that time. Once obviously they're digestive. Generally, like you, I kind of keep my house kind of dark, just have my kitchen light on, which is quite nice. Um, brush my teeth. Pretty much once I brush my teeth, that phone is off. I turn off pretty much straight after I brush my teeth. Um, and then straight after that, I just go right what I'm going to do tomorrow, have a little bit of write about what my day is, if I've got anything particularly I want to kind of make sure that's in my head. Um, set my alarm, boom, go to sleep. But if you, like, Obviously, I think a lot of people will try and do that on a Monday to Friday routine, and then they'll get to Saturday and they're like, yeah, I'll just go out. And then yeah. it basically screws you up. Don't get into bed until 2, 3 o'clock. You, you recover that by sleeping in on a Sunday. Obviously, your rhythm's out, and then you can't sleep on the Sunday night, and then you just start the week terribly. So even I think what I think what people tend to do, especially let's say now, where we're pretty enough all stuck in our house and stuff like that, we haven't really got really much task to do. Mm. So my kind of thing would be was to make sure that, like, for example, let's say if you're working at home or you can't you can't clean the house, set that at a set time. So yeah. you're doing it all the time. So that brings that pattern of sleeping has to happen. Um, I would definitely obviously say make sure that one thing as well is to make sure that you're doing things like working or that's away from the bedroom. 
you can see that on my latest post. Um, just saying. But yeah, um, unless you want to add anything, they're the kind of things that I wanted to say about sleep. I was going to say, I think I did a post quite early on in my Instagram account career. So I'll double check that now and just see if we've missed anything. God, there's a lot of plugging. I know. Right. No? I think we, we've literally covered everything. I've got everything there. So temperature, caffeine, food, blue light, schedule, beds for sleeping. Bitch, back. We've probably got a lot more. There we- oh, there is definitely, like I said before, there is a load of things we could obviously mention about sleep, but could be here all day. Yeah. I mean, we've got the time to. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll try and extend yeah. it. The extended cut, but yeah, um, that is everything from us today. Obviously, hopefully, you guys have learned a little bit about sleep and how you can probably add that into your lifestyle. Um, but always, obviously, if you have any other questions, by all means, obviously, message one of us two on either our social media. Um, but enjoy the rest of your week. We will catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.